Economics in the Spirit presents episode 24 of How to Be a Success Ordinary Men Living Extraordinary Lives. The podcast that explores the messy nuts and bolts behind people's success. Now, here's your host, S.B. Cole, author of The Good Man Exploring Economics and the Spirit. Right, we're going to move into the mountaintop section of the interview. And then I became a chap lordly. I got a job as a chap lordly, which was an amazing job. Mm. Um, you, you know, you serve, um, I think, eight ministers I was serving from different faith groups. Mm. And what I realised is everyone's got a version of the truth. Yeah. And, and it, it, it made me then go and study the Word of God. Excellent. So I, I literally gave my tally up, um, which that was a, a quite a... A rare thing that people do in prison so yeah. I said I don't want me tally mm. and I just literally would listen to teaching and worship music and I just studied the bible for a long time in prison and then what was why walk came about is I I then got a job as a reception orderly in Dovegate yeah. so I was the first person that someone would see when they come off the prison wagon mm-hmm. but I was always the last person because I was the orderly mm-hmm. in reception mm. so I watched hundreds of men get out of prison every yeah. month and I watched hundreds of men come back in mm-hmm. and in Dovegate at the time um, over an eight and bit year period about a thousand men got saved mm. and about two and a half three hundred people got baptised so really it was a big thing and I, I they had three um, like missions three mission weeks and the first mission what's week, a mission week a woman called Sandy Hicks is my spiritual mum. Okay. She was a chaplain. Yeah. And um, Sandy is um, the most disorganised person in the world. <laughs> She's in her 70s now. She's worked with tens of thousands of men in prison. Mm. And uh, and she felt the Lord say, um, put on a mission. Mm-hmm. Well, the first mission they did in Dovegate, 15% of the jail got saved 50. in one week. In one... 145 people. That is spectacular. What was it like being there then? The crazy thing about Dovegate, and I don't miss prison, but I miss, I miss some of the stuff that I see. And there, there was nothing I didn't see in Dovegate except for someone being raised for the dead. Wow. And um, and limbs growing back. I've watched everything else, mm-hmm. and it was just, and the accountability that the men had, and the love, and the joy, and the and the, the just getting together. And so we would just tell people about Jesus as soon as they got to the reception. As soon as they arrived. So as soon as they arrived. So it would either be through serving them in Christ yeah. or it would be through praying with them because they're distressed or like, you know, and just just, just being who we were. Yeah. And I got pulled up loads of times. And in the end, I remember the, this, this prison officer saying, just, just do what you're doing because reception seems to be a better place while you guys are here. <laughs> and, but what happened in that is we knew where all the Christians were around the prison. Yeah. So I say, so what wing are you going on? Like, oh, I'll be going on B wing, right. So when you go on B wing, if you go to cell 22, yeah. speak to... So it was like sending people with a letter, like Paul sending yeah, Thomas yeah. with a letter somewhere. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And And so next minute, they would go and meet this person to get some tea bags and smoke. And then yeah. you see this person in church on Sunday. Yeah. Do, do you get what I mean? Yeah. And, and literally, I, I've watched live lads come in from like Franklin Prison. Why am I here? And I knew that they were there because they were going to get saved. I knew. And like, it was just a unique place. Mm. And and I just had the privilege and the honour of leading hundreds of men to the Lord while I was there as well. And we were very bold in our faith. Yeah. And and it was in that 
that I asked God a question. Yeah. And it was in cell 23 late at night in my cell on A-wing. And I went, Lord, what's going to happen to me when I get out? Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen to these men? Mm -hmm. And that's when he gave me the vision of Walk Ministries. Wow. And he gave me this big vision of what we're doing and <clears> building <throat> company and properties and, you know, men being accountable and open doorways and pathways and all the other mm -hmm. stuff. And, and that's why you see us do what we do because of this thing that happened that was based on Matthew 25, mm -hmm. the need yeah. And when you ask the Lord about the need and you've had the heart to, to, to help him with that, mm -hmm. he will give you the vision. Yeah. And he will equip you along the way yeah. to do the vision. Mm -hmm. How did you do it? How did you do it? From literally from walking out of the prison gates? Um, belief. Belief. It's all about belief. Mm -hmm. You've got to believe that if you, if, if you don't believe in that vision... Mm -hmm. Um, then don't do it. And you've got to have some faith, man. You, you've got to start believing in things that are unseen. I got saved halfway through the tariff, so I still had about three and a half years to go. When I got to Cat D... What's that? It's an open prison. Okay. I've touched base with a guy called Steve that mm -hmm. works at Walk now, but he was one of the volunteers who used to work in the prison. They were already running this small charity... Um, supporting men but mm. what they didn't have is anyone like me what do you mean a person that was an ex-offender a person oh. that so they had this heart to help people yeah but they didn't have this this person to move it all forward yeah the real deal and um, so what happened is I shared this vision yeah but they'd been praying for like a 12 month for this person amen to turn up mm -hmm. I was doing that charity placement I managed to go and interview all the supported housing schemes in the city wow and all the people around the UK all the Christian supported housing schemes so what were the actions you took to acquire your first two houses or um, I'm never scared to ask anyone for anything mate. Okay. I don't get offended if you say no mm -hmm. but every house that we've had has come by a person that believed in what we were doing all our properties are leased mm -hmm. by someone that supports what we do so they, they went and brought that property they bought it for us for you but it's their property and then they lease it to so, you so this is where you go back to act two mm-hmm where everyone started putting stuff into the kingdom yeah. of God for the kingdom of God, for the kingdom to grow. And another charity came to the guy that's the CEO of this organisation and went, hey, we, we, we don't want to be a charity anymore. We need to give our building to you because you're... And he says, hey, well, I only, I'm only going to take the building because I know this crazy guy called Simon and, yeah. and, and Karen and, and the team and all that. And guess what we're going to do? We're going we're gonna to let them have it so yeah. they let us have that building for a peppercorn rent and, yeah and then that's one half the street the other half the street that the chair of trustees brought oh, in hold on two halves you've got a street we have a street of warehouses and we have like a flat at one end and we've just done an office for cornerstone uh -huh. we have the training room and the offices and so it's a street but there's an impact because what's happening is the impact the cameras have gone up and the and the the, the, the the men are there every day and so we've noticed that the area is getting a bit more cleaner and tidier and there's less drug dealing and there's so there's an impact of everything you do and it all comes out of having a vision and a salt one day and god providing and that is the key he will provide yeah what we have to do is learn to be patient and tolerant and yeah. happy and joyful in mm. the sufferings and the failure and the success. Yeah. Because, see, the, 
I believe the only reason I'm standing here today doing what I'm doing is because I've actually got out of bed to do it. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> you cannot tell me that the Lord has not wanted this vision to come to pass in Stoke-on-Trent and across the UK. You cannot tell me that. Why? Because he's a loving father and his attribute is Matthew 25. Mm -hmm. We just got out of bed and did it. So you believed. Believe. You had faith. Faith. You prayed. And action. Took action. Yeah, and <clears> surround <throat> yourself with great partners. Surrounded yourself with great partners and God rained down blessings. Yeah, crazy amount of blessings. Join us next week when Simon shares with us how God blessed Walk Ministries with not just houses, not just flats, but a whole street. Here's a snippet. One, do you ever struggle with procrastination? Explain procrastination. Knowing you should do something and not doing it. Hmm. Um, well, I'll tell you a quick story. Mm -hmm. So one day I felt the Lord tell me to turn around on the spot. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. Mm -hmm. And then the next day a random man walked up to me in the street and mm -hmm. said, if the Lord asks you to do something, Simon, do it no matter what. Ooh. Do it no matter what because you don't know what's going to happen in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. New episodes are available every Tuesday. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on iTunes as it will help the show to grow. Finally, The Good Man, exploring economics and the spirit, is available on audible.com now. If it's your first book, it's free. Thanks for listening and stay blessed. Stay blessed.